0: I've been having a lot of conversations about us, black people, man. Mm -hmm. Um, Watched the They Clone Tyrone movie, had a conversation about that. Mm -hmm. We are really plugged into our culture. Um, And some of it's good, some of it's bad, some of it's right, some of it's wrong but it's all part of who, of what our culture represents, I guess, and what phase we are in our development or awareness or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I heard, uh, I posted something that Dr. Amos Wilson wrote, which is the environment creates the characters it needs to sustain. Mm. And I was wondering what is it sustaining to a degree and, and 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 what do you think the state of our culture is now
1: hm you you want uh, perception versus reality i mean a lot of this stuff seems staged, to be honest with you. It OK. Seems very overly produced in, in certain uh, situations where it's just like a a, a desperate cry for attention. you right. You got to, whether it's corporations or individuals within these entities, you know, they're all fighting for attention one way or another. Um, but. At this point, we've we've uh, we've gathered a lot of exposure for decades, right? Yeah. Um, we even made attempts to uh, use art as a way to uh, cement our place and the history, right, that we've carved out for ourselves. Um, unfortunately, it just seems as if individuals have infiltrated, mm-hmm. as they always do right there's always uh agent provocateurs as they would say um, who come within the culture and they have their own agenda and benefit um, with technology now you know the culture isn't just a, a small room right a, a small club a hole in the wall if mm-hmm. you will no this thing is like on the biggest scale influencing everything yeah you know so you know once upon a time there was a council there was a committee of individuals Facts. who are able to you know, defend our culture the way that Avengers mm-hmm. <laughs> and Marvel defends Earth. Yeah. You know? Um, I like that. But for so many for unknown reasons, man, you know, it's hard to really put a thumb on, you know, what is our culture now, you know, what is perceived. Because we hear it now. This year is 50 years of hip-hop, right? Hip-hop, hip-hop, hip-hop. But you ain't seen hip hop in a long time.
0: You see rap.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. So,
1: but now that's that's an interesting um, way to start the conversation with they clone Tyrone, man. How did you think? Uh, like, what was your what was your thoughts? You know, when seeing the movie.
0: I loved it. Number one, I think that brother did an excellent job <laughs> of uh, of of just being having it half like satire and Mm -hmm. half, like there was just gems just dropped all in it. What I liked about it, and I think the biggest thing I took away from it, Mm -hmm. is how the culture that we identify with as black people is actually a culture that was created um, by white people they've like commandeered it and and use it for something nefarious yeah and we're so far gone from the origins of a lot of the stuff that we don't even know how to follow any breadcrumbs back to like the origin and that's and that's because we're identified with these cultures. At the end of the day, I feel like the culture now is consumerism, yeah. a culture of consumerism and a culture of trying to, and a culture of uh, attention and how, and a culture of dishonesty, man. I don't think we want to be honest about some of the shit that's going on within our community and some of the people who propagate certain BS in our community.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that, that profit yeah. off of our uh, demise, our trauma,
0: they exploit it for
1: their own gains. Uh, but, um like you said, you know, it's it's like a part of it you want to combat it, and then you have another half that's fighting to keep it exactly the way it is. So, who's whose side are you know we really on when we're talking about the path to righteousness? You know,
0: <laughs> should should a part of that path include being honest? Of course. So. I can't have an honest conversation without talking about Charleston White and Hassan Campbell, Mm -hmm. Dr. Umar Johnson. A a lot of people who have a lot of eyes, have a lot of visibility, have a lot of attention Mm -hmm. on them now. And I think some of the reason why there is a lot of attention on them is because of a lot of what they're saying is honest. They may not be, I would say, Mm -hmm. but there is some level of honesty, I feel, that they highlight that makes us feel really uncomfortable. Mm. As an example, 50 years of hip-hop, Africa Bambata. Kind of we don't take the time to know what it is to The brother y'all looking at in here is Sensei Rip, Sensei Rip for Forgotten Kings TV 2.0. Mm-hmm. This brother is dialed in. Um, second time on the show. Yes, sir. And I see you as like my cultural conduit, bro. I'm dialed into a lot of things mm-hmm. as it relates to what's going on, but I feel like you're tapped in in a way that I'm not. So, a lot th- thank you for coming here so that we can have these conversations. I'm included. I'm aware of a lot of what's going on. But I feel like having a conversation with you will keep me honest about what we're talking about. Because mm-hmm. I do want to talk about these people. What they represent. You know what we call them. You know what we call them. Agents <laughs> of chaos. There we go. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and I want to... And, and that's a... I want to make sure that we're being fair mm-hmm. when we put that moniker out there, and just to make sure we understand what we're saying when we say it. Because I do agree. There there's, 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 um. But there's an origin story to all of that too.
1: That's true. Yeah
0: and Africa, Bambada and Hassan Campbell, I've been feeling real sad for that brother. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in this attention age with our culture and how we treated him when he first came out and started talking about what was going on and how we did not rally around him mm. and and provide the support and attention and get them motherfuckers up out of there who was doing this shit to these young boys, mm-hmm. to these young people. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like, at least from his online persona, is his origin story. Right. And then it turned into what it is now, which I don't, I just see a, I just see a hurt brother, man to be honest with you, and someone who's scared?
1: I don't know, um, because he's been a part of that uh, sector or section in the culture, right, of YouTube. Um, and it's really hard to say if it's genuine these days. And it's, it's been like that for a couple of individuals, you know? Because if it's about, you know, saving lives and preventing it from happening to others, Right with your story, you know that's that's the compensation, you know. That's the compensation. Yes, that's the compensation. That's the reward. Saving our people because we need all the help we can get, right? Um, however, we do understand that we got bills to pay, right? Um, but the the end game, the, the the result must always be for the betterment of our people. And if I'm ever in a situation where I've been taken advantage of, and I'm in a position to not only get justice, but to save others with my story, I'm gonna take advantage of it. I'm I'm not going to exploit the financial benefits that come behind it, you know? And that's the whole thing, because in our community, we see it happen all the time, right? Innocent person gunned down by the cops, right? That officer gets paid leave. They say it's the taxpayers who, it's the endless cycle, you know? So, does the money or the fame, right, uh, somehow heal the trauma that was, you know what I mean, created by the, the attacker? That's really what it comes down to. Because for somebody like Hassan, like I said, in that moment, you want people to rally behind you. You want the culture to come behind and, you know, champion this cause with you.
0: Um, Do you feel like we did that? No, because okay.
1: let's be honest with you. That's something that's always going to be very touchy within our culture. If you understand the history and what we've been through, right, um, our families, generations, we're talking, you know, your great mm-hmm. grandfolk folk, yeah. you know, those who grew up in the 60s, the 70s, you know, dealing with alcoholism and things of that nature. There's a lot of abuse going on. You know, and for some reason, we never wanted to talk about it. You know, now with the um, the increased use of social media and people's like overwhelming need to vent and just put everything, you know, it kind of gives that shock factor because some of us can identify or relate to someone in our life who's been taken advantage Mm -hmm. of. You know, if this is so, if these claims are true, then you know nothing but prayers for that man because again here we are you take a platform where you can save lives but then you continue to divide it and cause chaos by your words and the techniques and how you go about um, giving your people that that, that harsh dose of reality if you will. You know what I'm saying? It's The tactic for some that I think a lot of people have a problem with. Not just a song but we spoke about it, Charleston White. Um, but essentially, it's all, it's all the same.
0: You know what I mean? So, if we didn't do right by the brother,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we're continuing this, um, you know, like, keeping all of this stuff on what's happening in the back end, like, how do we... How do we get to say how he responds is the wrong way or the right way? That's my, that, mm-hmm. cause I do believe the brother by the way. Okay. okay, I, I believe that Ben Bada did some wild shit. Now there's a lot of conversations around um, how long the stuff was going on, You know, he was older. Bro, I remember having a conversation with a woman one time around the... Was it around Bill Cosby? And Mm -hmm. I could not fathom how a dude could do something to a woman and the woman still goes around the dude, still interacts with him, still goes out on dates. Mm -hmm. When I really... When I shut the fuck up from having all of these opinions about... Like, I just about from a man's perspective, mm-hmm. I went out and started asking some of my homegirls and some of my my close friends and family members and stuff. And I was blown away, bro, at the at the at the power dynamic that they feel in their being men have unconsciously. Like it just just you don't have to speak a lot of the stuff that causes them to behave in a way that's almost like normalized, hmm. and for dudes to show, and I can, I don't even know if I'm communicating this shit in the right way, by the way, bro. But but, but but I was like, oh okay. So why why does the woman just say stop? Why does the woman just say doesn't go back? And it's just like it's weird. So you say
1: victim shaming, right? That's huh? What we call that victim shamming. And I I was definitely one of them victim shaming motherfuckers. <laughs> I
0: just I'll be a hundred. That, right. that, I, I just so. I don't don't get into a lot of the, why did you stay around the brother for that long and keep going? Because when you're doing fucked up shit to people, man, it can can change how you perceive things, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I forgot where I was going, but I can't see, we didn't do right by the brother. Mm -hmm. We get online, people like KRS-One is saying, People like him have to, you know, be infallible, and they can't be someone that, you know, it, there's the way that we're all responding to this stuff because we just don't want to be honest mm-hmm. about what's going on and acknowledging it. And I don't know what it's like, bro, to put myself out there like that and not be heard. So, I, especially
1: being a man. Spe-
0: oh, bro, that's a whole <laughs> nother. Yeah, yeah. So how he's turned. To things the villain, around to, the <laughs> to, to, to just be this. Some of the stuff that he's saying, I mean, I, I feel when I see him, I see a reflection of us and our culture mm. because I know that he didn't just get to that point. And I don't know what's because in order for Hassan to exist, there has to be a culture that exists that creates that motherfucker.
1: That is what he's saying.
0: You know what I'm saying? So because the environment will create the characters it needs to sustain from Dr. Amos Wilson. Mm. A lot of these motherfuckers that are popping up, these characters, these agents are ones that we're producing. Mm. Because a lot of it reflects, I feel, our value system or lack thereof. We are way motherfucking off base. Are bro. Are
1: we producing it, or is it like they clone Tyrone? Are people being selected? So, because we understand the system that's in place, we understand that that's a good question. Not anyone can put the mic in front of their face and speak the truth, right? Cancel culture is a thing that they say is is real. However, we've always been raw as edgy when it comes to the culture and our people and being unapologetic and saying what's needed to be
0: said. Let's use Charleston White as an example. Mm-hmm. Killed somebody at 14, or went to jail for murder at 14. Okay. Gets out at 21, starts doing work in the community, gets newspaper articles and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Wants to talk about love, kumbaya, helping. I went and looked up the motherfucker's LinkedIn account. Bro, he got less than 400 followers on LinkedIn, which is a, like a professional. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got thousands. I have more LinkedIn followers, or more LinkedIn connections than I do Instagram on my stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, meaning like us, attention, not getting the visibility. Now he got to come out saying some of the wildest shit on the planet to get our attention. Mm -hmm. Some of the shit that he's saying about our culture is counter to our cultural narrative. Mm -hmm. But when he was talking the the easy, greasy, peasy, he wasn't getting the attention. So I feel like we, in the the clone Tyrone example, Mm -hmm. it's the value system that we've been programmed with that is creating these people. Right. And they're challenging that value, I feel. Like they're challenging that value system and we have a problem with the way that they're challenging the value system.
1: You know, I, I think a part of it has to be uh, self accountability, like you said. Because, you know, you're being foolish and seeking, you know, information and advice for those who can't give you the answers you're truly looking for. You know, that's truly what it comes down to and why people are always in need or in search of, you know, the answers. Doesn't matter if it's in religion, you know, no matter where you are in your life, there's something that's always calling you. And, um... Look, you, you look at shows, right? American Greed, you know, you, you got uh, big names scamming hundreds of millions of people out of yeah. their life, earn, life earnings, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're just changing their life forever. Um, it's something that, you know, we have to be able to to look within, within ourselves because the moment you, you go externally, you know, there's predators out here that will prey on the weak, and take advantage of those who foolishly go out here seeking for advice and counsels from anybody. You know, there's only one creator. Let's, let's not get this confused here. You know what I mean? And most of us are not really fit to give advice, right? The average person, because we're, we're not in our final form. We're still evolving. We're still growing, you know? So, That's a good point. <laughs> it's like I can imagine, you know, if there was a man in the sky, you know, he would laugh, because you know you see children. You know they're helpless. They don't know any better. And at times you see that. You know we can be the reason for our own demise. However, you know there is evidence of forces, entities, organizations of people who are invested in continuing this black experience. This is black experiment with our people. And I just feel like it's it's a generational thing at this point. So,
0: but we do have a responsibility to report, right, I think, at least? Of course. Which, so the internet does a brilliant job. <laughs> thank God, you too, tune the fort, re-report. Come on, man. So, mm-hmm. They say niggas ain't shit, right? They say there's the street code that we gotta live by, that our young people are living by. A part of the counter one of the main reasons why I don't get a lot of views because I'm not coming on here being Charleston White mm. and Hassan Campbell. Right. I am them niggas, by the way. <laughs> when these cameras go off and I talk, that's how I talk. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel the majority time about a gang of shit. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's so much of that in the digital framework that I'm like, let me do something a little different. Now, I can be them, I am them in a lot of ways, but tune the fork I guess is kind of counter to what the traditional narrative is. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that I think I'm, 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 I'm speaking to when I say people are trying to come on this joint with love in the right way,
1: alternative, yeah.
0: with the right message and all of that. But we, as black people, don't do that. Because that's not really a part of our value system, I, I feel.
1: I mean, it's out there, right? Because again, we talked about it off cam, you know, about perception versus reality, right? Um, the internet isn't reality. And I only say that because, If you're a person who's consumed by it on a regular, it gives you this false sense of like a pulse on what's going on. But then when you go out there, you know, on the ground, amongst the people who are doing the work and who have been doing the work, you realize that you know it's just a small fraction of what's out there. You know, um, for whatever reason, there is no uh, machine in place to highlight. All of the magnificent things that we do that isn't involved in toxicity or destruction, you know what I mean? Um, it's always it seems if there is no room for that. That's
0: because cool. the, mm-hmm. because the economy is attention. There you go. I can't. So we are subscribing, being content creators, right? Mm-hmm. We are subscribing to the concept of attention seeking we are looking to get eyes on what it is that we post now everybody is a thousand hours are posted up on YouTube every minute bro thousand hours Mm -hmm. every minute at least that's what it was maybe a few years back it's probably more now Mm -hmm. so we gotta get through a gang of shit so if we are in the attention economy how do we get love doesn't get somebody's attention.
1: You know, it's amazing you say that because I don't know if it's if it's the need to always um, over expose. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the right wording for it, but it's, it it reminds me of like the algorithm that they call it on on social media, you see. Now, there are you know, positive video, so to speak, right? <laughs> take a take a video with a dog, right? I, I come across these pet channels, right? It, it'd be an injured dog, something happened, traumatic, right? Either the owner passed away, the owner was hurt, but for some reason, this Good Samaritan on this video wants to unite, reunite the dog with the mm-hmm. owner. You see this video. You watch it from beginning to end. By the end, you're crying. And I know it's plenty of y'all who watch these videos so they get hundreds of millions of views.
0: Hell yeah, they do.
1: Right? And that's what I mean. But then what happens is like people kind of get hooked off of it. It's no different. You know, it's... Huh. The, the yin and yang exists. They both exist. We all have the capability of good and evil that coexists in all of us. You know? And you can't have one without the other. So that's what I mean about the the harsh truth about the perception versus reality. Because that all of us, you know, we, we have our own notion of what, you know, uh, our own perceived notion of what happens in our life based upon the experiences that we've went through, you know what I'm saying? But your experiences versus mine could be very different. So now, because like you said, whether seeking for attention seeking for love you know what i mean there's always this um overwhelming amount like you find yourself on netflix today spending hours trying to find the right movie you know what i mean when back then we didn't really have as many options and we appreciated. it you know what i mean the very few things we had now it's room for it all you know what i mean
0: so What's your thoughts about Charleston White?
1: I agree that there are a portion of our people who subscribe to some of the things that he say. Um, I do realize that this was all a character that he created to, you know, gain attention. Um, but to be honest with you, he seems like an individual who has ran out of all the tricks to get the attention in the room. You know, and when you find yourself in that position where you have to do, you know, some over-the-top things, as they would say, right, shock jock type of content, you set the bar so high where it becomes the normal. Mm -hmm. And that's where we are, where, you know, back then, you know... After midnight, you kind of know this is adult content. Yeah, yeah. That's the new norm now. B T Uncut, they playing that at 1 p.m. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what we are being so uh, overexposed to so much at once. And it's really being force fed. No matter how you look at it, you know, you have to have the ability to know what to intake and what not, because we are fighting it.
0: So... so- Maybe in what you just said about the love video with the dogs, Mm -hmm. maybe I could say the same about Charleston White. Mm -hmm. Because what he's saying that really isn't normal, how do I say normal? He's only... He's only extreme, I feel, when he's talking about people that are outside of our race and kids.
1: I don't know. I mean, you know, it's still rhetoric that affects people. You're going to find plenty. I'm pretty sure people see this. They're going to find plenty of videos, right, of him talking about deceased individuals within the culture in such a way where there's no regard for their family and loved ones. Um but a gun he he does it in a way where you know you're gonna push buttons you know you're a big kid, you're like,What like what is this I'm gonna just you know what the, whatever comes with it and you get so used to it after a while what happens when nothing you don't get a response anymore.
0: So how is that different than when the rappers do it
1: right. what what is what is a rapper outside of lyrical, you know, warfare. Let's let's really think about this, right?
0: When they talking about smoking on Tucker.
1: Think about it, though. Because the, the listener... Because we understand. We're we grown. We, grown yeah. folk hear that shit. We ain't turn that shit up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the, the, the demographic that do listen to it, there's a huge number that are white children who, for years, we know white people... Invested in hip-hop like crazy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The rapper is no different from the actor. The listener is living vicariously through this entertainer who's telling you these hood tales, if you will. Mm -hmm. But it's all entertainment. You, You go out, you go see Rambo. But why don't we see Charleston White as entertainment? Of course it's entertainment. But what happens when the entertainment gets to a point where it's out of our hands. Because all of this that we do, even this conversation, is in hopes to engage something. Whether it's, you know, you're on the path of righteousness, unless you're working for the devil. <laughs> who you subscribe to, you know? But the point is, they both exist.
0: They but both we, exist. But we... As I'm pushing this one thing, I bro, know. because he's...
1: Because I hear about all the great things he does, but I don't see it. All I see is the destruction of the rants, you know what I mean, the antics, like recently, right, with the pepper spray, and he hits somebody in the head. I mean, all of these things, like I said in the beginning of the conversation, it seems staged, it seems produced, yet more and more people fall for it, you know? Um I guess, honestly, I don't subscribe to it as much as in my 30s because I understand, like, by him now wanting to veer into comedy, he's doing stand-up. He's trying to find ways to make it make sense. Um, but is he someone that we should, you know, task with the responsibility of, like, saving our people?
0: I think he's tasked with the responsibility of exposing the hypocrisy mm. within our people. Yeah,
1: including Hassan.
0: Include yeah. including including occ- including the reason why I wouldn't call it hypocritical directly with Charleston is cuz he's at least admitting it.
1: <laughs>
0: so it's you can't be hypocritical when you're admitting it. Yeah. He's saying this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it why don't we respond to what other people are doing in the same way that y'all responding to what I'm saying?
1: Because most of the people, like we spoke earlier, who are advocates, you know, for the cause, they don't get that platform like a Charleston White would get. You know what I mean? Um, Because, again, when you make statements like that, you make it seem like it's a fact. Right? Why y'all only care when I say something? No, I'm from Baltimore. Like I said, these people been out here on the front line, taking hall meetings, they know where the money going, who did what.
0: Yep, that's true.
1: But you know what I mean? It negates all of the fight that's really going on that an an entertainer's only limited. You know what I mean? Like they have an influence, but influence can only take you so far. Once upon a time, we had major acts in this world, Michael Jackson with uh-huh. Houston. You know, these were worldly figures who affected the masses, and somehow or some way, their music triggered the 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 liberation, right? All of the things that made us want to rebel against the system. Now that all of these individuals have been, you know, have either transitioned or you know, we all know they demise some of been assassinated, however you want to look at it, these are the new people who have stepped in and had some effect on, you know, people and how they view the world. Because when you hear these statements, it ain't just Charleston. We hear it all the time. We watch the news, you know what I mean? If you still watch the news, you see right. it, Mother's crying. families asking why. We can't sit here and ignore it like there isn't truth to it. You know what I mean? But I just feel like our days of Pointing at individuals, you know, to kind of help inspire us where we should kind of be, we should be the example. We gotta act as the collective.
0: How do we do that? When when how do we do that when the majority of the pain that is being inflicted upon us, we're inflicting upon ourselves? Self-inflicting, yeah. How, How do we do that?
1: Hmm. We do that by going to your local Walmart and purchasing a white folding chair. Did you get that? Alabama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was like I was like, hold what on, this sounds this sounds dope. Let me see where he's going. I'm your like remote brawl. No. As we seen with the footage, right? This incident took place. Black man was being beat up by white people. We all seen the footage. It sparked something. Brother swams. Right? Aquaman. Shoes on. <laughs> I
0: ain't done that. I couldn't do that Not, now, it, bro. It was
1: something about that footage that moved us all. And even though it was a small moment let everyone champion for about a week or whatever, it was something about seeing us come together as one to fight a cause. It was as if they didn't stand a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah we work better when we're in tune with ourselves. You know, the the way of the world and how they told us as black people to, to, they told us what we should aspire to be. You know what I mean? But spiritually, something else is calling you Mm -hmm. in a whole different direction. You know, that's why I said only fools and maybe children will subscribe to individuals that you know serve you no good. I don't eat that food. I'm not going to go in there. I'm not walking past it. I don't really care, honestly, because I have a higher purpose. I have a, a higher calling in hopes that my actions, and I feel like we all have that, I would hope, somehow inspires the masses to make the change because that's where we are right now. Not one individual is going to help us. We all have to step up to the cause, and unfortunately there's so many agents within the culture where... Are they really striving for the betterment of our people? Or are they being, you know, compensated to continue to add the chaos and confusion within the culture? Because ultimately we know for a fact, if you're thinking from a place of emotion, you're not thinking from a place of logic. And that's one thing about this country that they always done is found a way to get us you know, off our square emotionally by these things that we see on social media and on our algorithm on a day-to-day.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? On a day-to-day, we're, we're over-consuming it at a point. We're becoming numb to it. It ain't yeah. even just the toxic. It, it could be, you know, nudity, right? Mm-hmm. A woman's body and how as men, we don't talk about this. As men, once upon a time, a date, a kiss, a phone call, what?
0: Yeah, on the phone for hours.
1: Come on. Now, now
0: you simping if you do that, but everybody was doing it back in the you, day. But you,
1: you felt something. Yeah, it sparked something in you. She was on your mind all day. You told your homie, "I got, I got to get home. I gotta talk to Shorty." Now social media's made it where as though the most beautifulest women uh butt naked or yeah. social media, and we don't even value the woman's body because we see it so much. Woman kiss you. Yeah. You got people who expect sex on the first date. This is, this is how divided it is within our people. And why I've been saying we gotta huddle up. We gotta come home. Put the put the put the vices down. You know what I mean? Put the, the cosmetics down. Whatever it is that make you feel like you can survive in this.
0: I'm torn, bro, because <laughs> what I feel we are mm-hmm. in Alabama is all of those people were black mm-hmm. in my mind as an example of how we operate now. The music, bro, is just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And the attention seeking, not all of it, right? But the the attention economy, mm-hmm. I, I, don't know how, I don't know how we get... Let me take a step back, bro. I was looking online at some of the AdSense stuff and the Google Trends. Some of the highest joints, some of the highest titles, has the word destroy, (laughs) has the word react, respond. They're like, there are these words that are used trigger words, yeah. Trigger words Mm -hmm. that relate to some type of issue because that's what gets people's attention. Conflict. Yeah, conflict. Yeah. So to be an agent of chaos is to is to traffic in chaos. Because that's what people's attention is focused on. You could throw a love thing every now and then, right? But if I'm an agent of chaos, that means that I have to be trafficking in chaotic material. And some of it might be seen as chaos. chaos. Some of it, maybe it's something to get your attention, to bring you in to then drop a gem. Right, right, right. Or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. but we're all trafficking in that to some degree or or at least that's the only way people will know us, I feel.
1: I mean, when you when you think about the reward that one um tends to, to get, you know? Like you said, society and its need for money, right? Coming from where we come from, you know, poverty has put us in a position where it's like, you know, once upon a time we wouldn't entertain it. But now it's like, hey, all publicity is good publicity. They're going to pay me for it. Mm-hmm. I'm rich. Yeah. You know? Why do you care? <laughs> And that's the part where we have to get back on cold with restoring order and being unapologetic when calling out some of these things and knowing who's really for our people. Because essentially no one's putting a gun to people's heads and saying, you know, support this person, give them your money. You know, there were scammers you know, decades. Every decade has a new face. Yeah. Right? And whether it's on the sector of hip-hop culture or rap, whether it's on the financial, right, with individuals who claim to help our people with um, financial information, you know, financial freedom, financial literacy, um, only with, you know, you know, only for an exchange of your money. <laughs> Yeah. I'll give you just a little bit, Yeah, you know what I mean, to keep you equipped, to uh, basically keep you limited, you know? Um, but we see it. It was no different from, uh, you know, during COVID with uh, cryptocurrency. You had all these coins coming out.
0: Man, you'd be amazed how many calls I got.
1: Telling you, look, man, you might want
0: to do it now.
1: And you got people, they broke as hell right now. You, you know? think
0: Dr. Umar is helping the people? Hmm.
1: Dr. Umar, um, hilarious man, you know, recently I don't know if you've seen him with that girl, Sukiyana. Sukiyana. Right? <laughs> right, right, right. You know
0: Did Uma, you see did you see her statement at first?
1: I, you know, like I said, you can't you gotta be mindful of who you associate yourself with. And this is why people are agents, because the same way we have in this conversation right now, brother man, brother man, I can leave out here and go straight to the strip club or something and be the complete.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: that's what we mean about agents, you know. Uh, Brother Uma, for whatever reason, you know, this school has been a ten-year project. <laughs> you know, I'm of the mindset that you're trying to, you know, um, you know, push for the betterment of our people. Like that's what it's all about. Do you believe that? No, I don't. You
0: I don't, don't think don't. he for the people?
1: No, I think. Uh, He finds a way to monetize, you know what I mean, the the knowledge itself in a way where he keeps you coming back. Because, again, you know, most of the leaders that we've had, we understand the end. And and it's like when you have, um, who was the, uh, was it the FBI director? Who was like, there we go, who who said, you know, we're going to produce the leaders that they subscribe Mm -hmm. to. Which kind of goes back to the day clone Tyrone. You have individuals that's put in place in society to keep the system in place. We've always had a need for knowledge of self, right? And there were a time within the rap game where, um, you know, being unapologetically black and proud of where you come from, and your history and heritage, that was something that was, you know, worshiped and acknowledged, you know, pushed to the forefront. And there are still some people who still live by this code, even in 2023, that are considered like the offspring of those movements. And because of that, you have individuals like Dr. Umar and others who will, you know, uh, supply what's needed. You know I me mean, from what's asked from the people. Um, but only time will tell.
0: I had a homeboy who was a preacher, <laughs> and uh, he believe, believed slash believes in his heart that he is supposed to be wealthy Hmm. because this gift that he has, that he has been given, should be a source of sustenance financially for him, as well as spiritually for the people who he uh, he will shepherd in. And he believes that in his heart. I remember when we had that direct conversation, mm-hmm. I remember thinking that that was wild as fuck, that he thought that. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean? You're supposed to be a preacher. And like, in my mind, preachers ain't supposed to make a whole bunch of money. They're supposed to be scraping and getting by. Mm-hmm. That's a part of what the allure, I feel, is... Um with some of it, because it's like, I, I, I don't know, again, with the origin story, I feel like he may. I feel like he had good, I don't say, I don't know enough, I don't know how you, I'll say I believe his intentions were pure and good in the beginning. Uh-huh. As it relates to this school, I don't know if there's ever going to be a school, if it's going to open or nothing like I mean, that. I've
1: been there. I've been to the school. I met Dr. Umar. He took oh. me a tour. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got footage. I never put it out. You know what I mean? But uh, I met the brother. He seemed like a good dude. But coming from South Baltimore.
0: So you met him, went to the school and everything, and you don't think he for the people? I think he's for self.
1: Damn. A lot of the individuals who hold up these spaces that we deem gatekeepers, you know. They're they're full of ego. Can they be both? No. They can't? Because in order for you to be for the people, you have to sacrifice the ego.
0: Isn't that... To be an effective leader, you have to have an ego.
1: But what happens when it comes in, you know, it gets to a point where you're at a crossroad where, again, you have to make the decision of what you want versus what's better for the people.
0: That's the challenge with being a leader and that's know, why most of them niggas fail. Now, that don't mean they don't have good intentions in the in the beginning. Like Even if you look at Martin Luther King. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I was having another conversation with my homeboy. Definitely can't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> he was like all this fancy shit that we be talking about for the civil rights mo- movement. He said, I was talking to my mama, man. She was like, the only reason why dudes was getting on the bus was so they go get some pussy. There's a part of the civil rights movement that is entrenched, according to some back then, that was about hooking up.
1: I don't know. Like I said, to kind of go back off of the uh, attention seeking, you know, during that time period, I'm pretty sure no one, some people didn't understand the magnitude of the decisions that they were making when staying on code. I heard they was right? coming
0: to March on Washington to get some mass, bro.
1: Some probably were. You know what I'm saying? A man going to be a man, however. There you go. There there you go, though. I'm talking about men having a desire to be with women. Um, But what I'm speaking on is like, there's some disgruntled people whose names weren't mentioned. (laughs) And when you hear these statements, you, you see it comes from a place of saltiness, right? And I can see it. It comes with Tupac. It comes with a lot of world figures where it's like, yo, why do they always love this person? Why do you always bring up these individuals and you know, are they as perfect? No, they're all flawed. You know, that wasn't, it's the same thing with the complex of Martin and Malcolm. We're still conflicted with that to this day because we've seen what happens on both ends. Even someone drunk, full of ego, we know what comes with that. You know, me, 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 like you said, being a great leader doesn't always require your skill set. Sometimes you have to take a step back and let those around you who fit for the job to step up and deliver. When I recognize people where it's just all about me, 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 the, the successful, successful people are the ones who have a team behind them. That That's the drive. Okay. When connected with the people. I got you. You get what I mean? So that's, that's the thing. If everything is well designed to only give you the credit, you know what I mean? When we all know we're not... Fit for everything. There's certain things you know that I don't know, mm-hmm. vice versa. But this need to be the man, the need to have the crown. You know, people will rather compete <laughs> versus saying, "Yo, we have a common interest." Yeah, you got You know what I mean? Like, let's come together and attack this problem. No, you know. That's why I said that. That's the part that's that's conflicting for me yes they some of these individuals say profounding things yes they make great valid points however you, you observe their actions and you see it don't correlate
0: with the message that they put out there so why can't we just tap in and get what tap, <laughs> tap in get what we need to get and then tap out
1: yeah I mean you know there's no way around it when, when you have to become what you're fighting against in order to get results, if that's your way. Then of you ultimately at it.
0: lost. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's who we are right now at this point. We'll we like we'll do the deal with the devil. And we hear about these talks all the time about uh you know Illuminati selling your soul. And it's the door. Right? <laughs> the Shout couch. out.
0: It's like, Yeah.
1: But looking in the past 10, 20 years, let's say there were individuals who actually did this. Did it work? Did it pay off? Was it worth it? Shout out to my man, uh M-Rack from m TV. Uh, he has a series called Spooky Hours, right?
0: I've been meaning to take a look at that, bro.
1: New episode just came out this week called The Passenger. Y'all check it out. Featuring Spider-Loke. For those who don't know. The the,
0: the rapper? Yes, yes. Okay.
1: Homie. But it's an interesting story. I don't want to give it away. Because these are like short stories from callers who've called in on the show to talk about, you know, um, spooky phenomenons and, you know, things of that nature, right? Um, so each episode is based upon a caller in their story. So with this one, huh. coincidentally, it's called The Passenger, where uh, the character, the main character, spider Loke has to um, carry a passenger along these stops. And he's asked the question, you know, would you consider being a Freemason? So it's an interesting drive. Y'all check it out on Spooky Hours TV. <laughs> I had
0: to check that out, bro.
1: But it's it's funny because again, you know, individuals, we, we hear about these scenarios in which people will uh, approach with the deal, you know what I mean? And I laugh at most of it now because when you're young, you're naive, you know? I, my mind was open to a lot of things around 24, 25. I started watching a lot of conscious documentaries things like uh, documentaries like Zeke Geist, Hidden Colors, anything that will open up my mind to what we see on the regular. Because the individuals that's holding these positions, is it, very low vibrational, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not helping our people if all you're doing is creating more confusion and division, you know? Because it's plenty of people out here who are in need of information. You know what I'm saying?
0: But but that's our—that's the access, though. Like the Mm. the. I, I I agree, bro. Speaking of documentaries, Hidden Colors. Mm. You think Tariq is for the for the people? That's what's so funny.
1: I feel like because again, I I have to. It's like a couple of documentaries he's put. I haven't watched. But when it came to the hidden color series and during that time period, I did feel like he delivered the most out of a lot of these individuals who gave us promises. You know what I mean? The information that you got through these uh, these series, these installments, these films, you know, it helped put me on the path to where I wanted to know more. Now, as far as his desires to be an artist and all of that, listen, man, you know we multi-talented. but again, you know, everyone has their motive, you know? I do think he's one of the individuals that for a while I felt like was for the people, even with the museum he has now, you know? But it's it's, it's, it's like people build you up to destroy you. Yeah. And it's hard to, to live in that realm of uncertainty to really know for sure. Yeah. Because we know, historically, the coolest mop in the room was always the agent. You know what I mean? He was the one that you wouldn't even suspect that set us all up. You know what I mean? This thing goes deep. We ain't just talking to Panthers, you know, civil rights era. It's a reason why individuals were taken out for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? Because they inspired yeah. so many of the masses to keep their eyes on what's right in front of us. Now we've we've, we've allowed these new concepts and ideologies to infiltrate our homes. And now we're essentially on islands. You know, if you're a family, I, I, I'm feeling for you. You know, because the father's yeah. going through what he's going through, the mother's going, and the child is going through what they're going through. So that's the hardest thing: making sure to keep everyone on cold, because we all have devices. And, and, and in, our, in our spare time, you might digest some Charleston white. You might, you know, what I mean, consume this, and it, it plants that seed. One thing I will say is that what you said earlier, the things that they speak on is what's out here. Yeah. And there is no justification. We could talk about the white man and the system, but in 2023, looking at the crack era, looking at all of the things that we've been through thus far, and then granted, we still haven't had our justice. We haven't had time for healing. You know what I mean? And I understand that it's still not a reason to, you know, push poison amongst your own people, you know what I mean? Carry out the genocide amongst your own, you know? And that's that's the thing about it, because I'm speaking at 33, but I'm conflicted with the individual who's 24, 25. You know, like I said, we we all had, you know, uh, immature way of thinking once upon a yeah. time. You know, even the, the content that we digested from the music, Sexy Red and all of this, I don't like it, you know what I'm saying? But we be lying to ourselves if we act like music like that didn't exist back in the day. From Two Live Crew to Akinelli, Shorty Kia. I mean, it was some wild songs that came out back yeah. in the day, but now as we get older and we're trying to identify with the, the, the younger audience and trying to figure out what, what triggers them, what motivates them. Because I feel like, Charleston, he he's speaking to an older demographic. I don't think he has a younger following. Hassan or any of these
0: uh, individuals we speak on,
1: right? The young, the youth, they they're, they're influenced and motivated completely differently.
0: He's saying he gets some, uh, like that Say Cheese TV dude, oh, yeah, where oh, he oh, does yeah. a lot. I think they, he has a pretty large young following, from what I understand. Yeah. and he is tapping into like the younger. To the younger generation, which is good for me, I think, because I think they are the ones who need to hear some of the shit that he's saying.
1: Yeah, but it's hard because you have to stand on principle. You can't go out here and act the an ass, being a grown ass man, and then you hope that these kids are gonna take you serious. That's what we are in the culture today.
0: But I think I think for him, in hey, all works. fairness. <laughs> so I think you can do that Mm. online when your offline persona is solid. I think. He, he's he's done... I haven't seen I mean, You got it. You gotta, Charleston, you see this?
1: Email me the good articles.
0: I've seen... I, I went online, did some research yeah. outside but of it. His, his pro... He's uh, us
1: out. You know that he's going to cuss us out. Oh,
0: man. Shit. <laughs> Listen to this. Brother, I watch you so much. And, and Number one. Number two, you said you go online. He said he goes online and looks to see who's talking Uh, shit about him. He will only respond to somebody who has a lot of views. So if we get, if you are responding to this, that means you following (laughs) your math and I love it. But anyway, he's doing this youth advocacy work. He's out connecting with these kids, talking to these kids, doing stuff, making an impact in the community and have been doing that for an extended period of time. It was only online that wasn't showing him no love in a, in, a, in a large massive scale. But it was only until he started seeing the game and started looking at what was going on where he like, "Huh, ah, let me let me let me make this switch. Because there is a method to his madness. We are so emotional about what this motherfucker's saying, bro, that we can't actually see. He's exposing our hypocrisy. I don't. What I feel is for our people is a lack is is an an increased awareness, bro. We have so many blind spots about how we're participating in our own demise because it's so normal. Black destruction is normal it is way more easier for us to hear him say fuu black b than it is to say f all the Jews
1: <laughs>
0: when we hear that is when like the antennas go up when it's something anything different or counter than it's something that has to do with us then is when our is when our is when our uh spidey senses go up But that's what I feel like he's here to highlight more than anything. We need to stop talking about dead people and condoning that in our raps. Right, It's destructive. Until he says, not just him, but until he starts bringing it up, "F F these people and F these people and F these people and Nipsey, I don't care about no rapper, I don't care about this and that. The people we idolize. Right. And then he comes and po- exposes.
1: It ain't just the fan. That's, that's what I mean. Like, it isn't just the fans. These are real people. And my thing is, like I said, you can't be a hypocrite. Get what I mean? That's like Malcolm X eating pork. Like, you, certain things, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? If you're a man of integrity, you won't allow nothing to change how you move. If I have an influence over the children, Mm. Do you really think that I'd be on TV pepper spraying people poking people doing all of the wild <laughs> things that this man is doing when we have enough of the youth out here acting out as is you you you, you hold the youth to a certain standard right because this is how it happens right with the ageism uh the youth there's all hate the old hating on the young young hating on them part of it is because sometimes the approach Can be off. We understand that. Mm -hmm. I'm from the era where I feel like our generation of the '90s are the bridge between the generations after and before. Okay. I have the knowledge to be able to get in a room full of elders. I like that. And have that conversation. But I'm still, you know, cool, hip, however they want to say enough to get around these youngins and speak in a way where they can take it from me because they know where I come from. You know. So. Knowing that, I can't just go on Forgotten Kings TV, report on anything, say anything, because now I have people, and, you know, around coming up to me saying, brother, I seen what you talked about. We talking all age demographics, elders who might not even be versed in what we talking about right now. But because of their love for me, they know my intentions, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a support homie.
0: Do you think somebody, has anybody ever come up to you and said, I don't like what you're doing?
1: No. But that doesn't mean that they ain't out there.
0: You, right, 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 you know right, right. right. Mean?
1: But again, I can't get too fixated on that. I know what works for me, you know, for Charleston and our family. Can he say the same thing though? I mean, at the end of the day, he's on man. You 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 have universal law. You know what I'm saying? Then you got the justice system. Sometimes you can beat the system. We know that. But that universe. It's coming. Yeah, and whether it's documented on camera or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's the inevitable.
0: So, so, but we but we are talking about working for our people. Of course. So, and that and that has a lot you to want do
1: generations of Charleston whites out this mother. I'm pushing buttons in hopes to get results when there are people out here on the front line who have done what he's done and didn't have to do the things he had to do to get the same respect.
0: He so. The universe is gonna use everybody. In the last conversation that I had with my homeboy, we were talking about Candace Owens and Larry Elder. And I was like, why don't we see them as a part of our solution? And he was like, everybody's a part of the solution. And I was like, okay. I had to sit and think about that. A lot of people. But how they, if you really sit and listen to Larry Elder, and Candace Owens. It's not that they're not. It's not that they're. They're going about this black thing in a different way that's counter to black culture.
1: I say pandering to white people,
0: but <laughs> so they got to get the bag too, right? There, 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 there is a part of that. Mm-hmm. There's a big part of that.
1: Yeah, but that that helps shapes the narrative that we have to combat. In these courtrooms, in these jail cells, out here in the streets, so that's what I mean about the theme of agents of chaos. No matter how valuable the information you putting out, you know it's true. You, once again, contributing to the own self destruction of our own. You know what I'm saying?
0: But, but, but it's a so th- the awareness for me is mm-hmm. I was reading this thing that dude said. I read the hate because I want to see if there's truth in it. there's is it fuck how I feel about it is it true Mm. is there another way it could have been said of course there's a million ways for you to say one thing right Mm -hmm. so the the question is is it true is there truth in it we get in our feelings not me and you but just in general about how motherfuckers say shit right so right right we are the ones killing ourselves. We're not the only ones, but none, none saying, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> we're, we're, so can we at least knock that out? Can, mm-hmm. can, can, can we at least address that internally yeah. before we start going to go holler at some other people about some of the work? Now, now this is just maybe the thought process they have. I'm not saying this is mine. Mm-hmm. But they might be thinking in a way, let's go try to get these black people together. But my solution for helping black people might be addressing or increasing the awareness of why ain't no men in the house. So I'm gonna go and talk all of this shit like Larry Elders about why his number one thing is like fatherless homes. It's fucking up the game with the dudes, black men. Don't have fathers in the house. They have no direction. They have no idea where they want to go and you know, and all of this old kind of stuff. So for him, he's out, but we don't like being told our shit, I feel. That's what I feel our issue is, one of our issues.
1: It's kind of like the Cosby effect. I don't know if you remember this. Mm-hmm. When I was in middle school, apparently there was this um, tour, right? Bill Cosby was on. I don't know if it was uh, like a school tour. Yeah, it was a school on. tour. School tours, doing speaking engagements. With the
0: colleges and shit.
1: And the way it was given back to the kids at the time period, right? Me and my peers, it was said that Cosby was harsh, right? And criticizing our people, right? mm-hmm. Telling them to pull up their pants, conduct themselves a certain way. Mm-hmm. Basically, hold yourself to a certain standard.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? But at that time when it was being uh, spoke about, you know, it was said in a way where like he kind of sold out, right? And even some of the teachers, you know, just speaking on it, you know, they, you can tell they were kind of, they felt a certain way about the words that Cosby said. Right? Mm-hmm. And like you just said, was it true? Is it? Yes, there was truth in what Cosby was saying, right? And looking back, Right, not as a kid, but now as a man looking back, what's wrong with, with setting a standard that we should strive for? If anyone's fit to have a say, it would be America's dad, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Right? The person who set a certain standard with the Cosby Show, Different World, and, and, and brought respect to our culture, right? Showed in a certain light where it produced better people. Mm -hmm. And I just remember in that moment, you know, everyone was like, man, F-Cosby, F-Cosby. But as I'm older now, you have to have a portion of our people that's striving for the best.
0: And most of us back then, bro, my grandmother would not let any of my cousins walk through the front gate, bro, Mm. until they pulled up their pants. And they was out here sagging and doing all of that stuff. My grandmother would look out of her window. Everybody I know who had a grandmother or some old school in the crib that was around Cosby's age was like, you don't walk around like that. We, she wouldn't let you in the house until, and then some of us, I, I, didn't, I didn't sag and none of that, but my, my younger cousins, they were like, oh, sorry, granny, sorry, granny. They knew that when they were pulling up to the house, they pull up their pants. Cool. Now these are things that we're saying in our own family units, but it's like don't say nothing out loud in front of people. Mm-hmm. And and because in my mind he did not say anything that my I didn't hear my grandmother say on a weekly basis about what she thinks about these kids walking around here. wasn't right. wasn't the best way to say it. wasn't Are there other issues that we are dealing with? at the time and even now for that matter but yeah bro KRS-One was one of my coldest dog he's definitely
1: one of top 5 yeah.
0: Yeah. I look at him different now mm. after what he said about Bambaata mm. and about how he should be protected <laughs> like that's not we I don't know how we deal with that, bro. Hmm.
1: I'm just how- assuming that the is true because again, there's certain. That's what I mean about the Hassan thing. I don't know how accurate this is, but it was said that you know he was asked to come to court to testify, to get that justice, but he never did. Certain moments where, even in hip hop, we can even talk about R. Kelly, but you know they talk about it all the time. But there are individuals who are around. You know, if you're, if you're aware of these things happening, you're complicit. You are. You know, and to a degree what he said is true. It doesn't diminish his history and contributions. The same thing with R. Kelly. Do I think that R. Uh, Kelly, um, you know, is the person that they paint him to be? No. Do I think he did all of the things? No. Do I think he got railroaded? To me, that's that's the conflicting thing.
0: I Yep, I agree. Because
1: there's a gray area where we know that exists, that's only pertaining to our people, you know? Um, And there is no fail-safe for that. There is no consequence that a person faces for just simply pulling out, you know, uh, claims, allegations, without proof. I have, um, I believe her name's Gloria Allred, could be mm -hmm. wrong. We have individuals like her, who find so-called victims in hopes to get that world class lawsuit, because mm-hmm. again, you take somebody like Michael Jackson, a lot of people gave him criticism because he had, um, what was it, civil, mm-hmm. right? And then criminal. Yeah. He paid out in civil. Yep, And people, oh, wait, wait a minute, he's guilty. But looking at it from same the same with MJ. Point, but that's what I mean. Like, it was the same thing with him, where no, he was saving his defense for the criminal. 'Cause that's what matters the most, my freedom. Yeah. But the moment we get these individuals on the stand and then we cross examine and then we, we see these people lying, Janice Dickerson, individuals take the stand, willingly lie. Yeah. Right? They gotta bend justice to get the result. Yeah. To me, that's what creates the doubt. That's what have people saying, Well, you know, Cosby was trying to Quiet NBC. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. R. Kelly, you're not really going to get too much of that because of Aaliyah in this, this video. But if you did research, you would find out it's a lot that goes with R. Kelly's it is. story. Yeah. He's been... People been trying to exploit this man since his early days in the game. So, it's so much um, misinformation, man, and, and things that further adds to the confusion. Where we
0: just want the truth. But when we respond in the way that KRS-One did, Mm. that told me everything I needed to know. Mm. Even if he's saying he didn't care if he was guilty. Mm. I'm like, on what planet does somebody (laughs) say that? And I'm cool for trying to understand, bro. Oh, okay. But
1: you gotta, you gotta explain yourself, Chris. It's just, it's you know just, I mean? it's just hard
0: for me to understand. And he, when he, like, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand that.
1: Even Bam's, um, you know, need to kind of not like clear it up. You know, he kind of just like fell back. And I understand there are individuals within the culture who might not. You know, really gravitate towards this new era and how media is, right? So some, it could be scary. I, yeah. know, I don't want no part. But he did do it. He did do the interview with yeah. Fox or right, right, NBC. Right, right, right. But see, that's what I mean. You know, the culture we ain't on that. You're gonna have to tap into one of these NREC TV.
0: He did but he could have went to Sonnetta. He there were a lot of other places he could have went to.
1: Why you think it didn't happen? So whether he was advised to not do it. Because we know people who have publicists that do damage control that, that are conscious of the narrative. Me, I'll be honest, I'll, I always wondered how true is it because out of everyone, right? Out of everyone that's considered like the founders of hip-hop, Bam and, and those who, who rep, you know, the Zulu Nation brand, that's a lot.
0: It's a lot, bro.
1: Tribe, Daylight, you know, native a tongues, lot. so many brand new.
0: Lord ones. Lord Jamar, Lord Jamar said he
1: knew of individuals, right? That he's he's seen. Even Hassan was around back in the day. So like I said, for me, it's hard to really say what's true or not. Because again, it's my thing is like if, if you if you're a predator, yo, it's, it's gonna be plenty of people to come out, right? But then you, you look at it on the flip side with Bill Cosby where it was hundreds of hundreds of people and you just knew it, it was like, oh man, yeah. he, he done. But then when when the trial came, only one person's testimony.
0: <laughs> man, for dudes, bro, we ain't we ain't we we struggle to see why women don't say nothing. So it's going to be real hard for a brother to come out here and be like, and God forbid you stayed around. Mm. You know, and stayed interactive with him cuz in my mind, in our mind it's like shit, if somebody do that to me as soon as I get you know I'm great. go. I'm
1: now, that's how we all like to feel. We right?
0: we, would, we think that we, like we're we going to think remember, yeah, that yeah,
1: yeah cuz I know for a fact that listen, Pixies came out with a song you know as an adult with Bam. You know what I mean? And it's like, I find it hard for me to hang out with an individual like that who did something to me. You know, BAM, for whatever reason, has stayed away from the public eye. You know, is that admission of guilt? I don't it, know, but you, you, what they say, an unchallenged lie becomes the truth. The truth.
0: Right? And I don't know how... <laughs> Mama. What's the
1: defense? That's the question. What is, what is the defense outside of clearing your name?
0: so it it you you I don't even <laughs> he looked so bad, bro, on the one interview that he did. I was like, you shouldn't do no more you just you're not helping the situation, bro I mean, if you're trying to act like you he looked like R Kelly when he was in front of Gail, like he looked mm. wow, he looked that was crazy he looked Is bad, you know? but <laughs> I don't know how trauma like that man um carries, like how you, that's the part that I think, and, and, and even if we, because again, it's about the awareness and being honest, mm-hmm. there are people who probably had that shit done to them and doing the same thing. That's why it's, it's a
1: touchy, sensitive subject, you know? we Like I said, we all know people, not just women, men as well, right? As kids were taken advantage of by men or women, right? You had women babysitters. You had, like, yeah. you've heard stories, right? I think I heard something with the comedian D. Ray said yep. he was, you know, molested at a young age, and it's unfortunate. I know our exposure to it, you know, ties into the history. You know, we can we can really get into that, but anytime you speak on something like that. You know, it's going to be sensitive because people are triggered, you know, and I don't ever want to be in a position where because someone did something to me, I now must take advantage of you. Yeah, that's what I mean about being selfish and being destructive in a way where if I'm unfit to lead, God damn it, James, I need you. I can't do it. You know what I mean?
0: But how would you be self-aware enough to know that? Well, especially society
1: if society don't put a camera and a mic in their face. What well, shit? You
0: got one on your phone. Right. Like now we all we got we got direct we, we access.
1: Stop, but that's what I mean. We can't stop it. To the man. We can't. What what, what could how? Right?
0: And and if it's attention, you going to get a bunch of views.
1: Right, but can you can you make a career out of it? That's the part where no matter where we are. I'm sure there was controversial figures in the 70s and 80s, come on, you know what I mean? But everything comes to an end. And when it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered by? Damn the words that I said, because if the words didn't inspire you to go out here and push for the better, then I would rather you judge me by my actions. You know what I'm saying? The actions to this day is what's gonna keep you around forever. It's a reason why billionaires donate billions of dollars to so many world causes because they realize even with all the money in the world, you still can't buy the time you look for. Yeah. You can't buy forever. So how can I stay around forever? Oh, let me drop a hundred million on this country and, and help fight, you know what I mean? World hunger and poverty. Like these are the conversations we could be having. You know what I mean? And,
0: and that's what I feel bad about. <laughs> that's what makes yeah. me feel real bad yeah. about Hassan, bro. I think I don't think he said it, and I could be wrong. This is just a feeling that I have by watching his videos, and I watch a lot of his shit. And I, 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 I honor the brother's story. I, 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 connect with how passionate he is, um, and I do did believe. Did you
1: see the thing he did with with Gilly?
0: Yeah. To me, that that, that, was, that was that was that was that was that was that was out of line. But mm. but I understand. How do I say this? <laughs> I understand the spirit. He just went about it the wrong way. I understand the spirit. I just, ab- I just felt like he went about it the wrong way. How
1: do they say, you know, some things are just best left unsaid. We're talking under 24 hours. There is no need for any conversation of that sort to be out here right now. When I'm saying about maybe because of us constantly being overexposed to certain things that we are being desensitized and having the awareness and understanding the sympathy, the empathy. I don't have kids, but I know what it's like to lose something that means so much to me that is, you know, life changing. You're talking about a man losing his son. Yeah. Regardless of whatever perceived online beef you may have, let that man and his family grieve. To me, I can't look at you as a leader or asset when it comes to this this, this fight that we up against out here.
0: And some of that is him fighting rap music, man. And, 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 and how we, and how, this is how I feel, right? I mm-hmm. could be wrong. I'm saying it like it's true. It's, it's about him fighting rap music, lyrics, and how we... Um, and, yeah. and how we contribute to a lot of this shit that's going on. That's what I like. It's hard to separate the emotional aspect from it and to see someone's like pain, bro. maybe this is just me projecting on that brother. I'm sure it is, but all of the shit that's happened. Like, I don't know what the right way is. Mm-hmm. It's not something I would do, but for someone in his circumstance, and his situation, who sees the world the way that he does, that's his decision to do that that way, right? Mm-hmm. It, it ain't, I don't see it, I didn't see it as a personal attack on Gilly. I don't know why how Gilly could not see that, because he's calling that nigga name out. He's talking about his son and all of this and that and the third. But I feel a lot of what they're talking about are like just these overarching things. And because that motherfucker is so out of control emotionally, he can't he can't he can't regulate, bro. What we talking about, man, universal law. So he getting the best of him. Like his emotions are getting the best of him, but then again.
1: We've Look, there was a time when I did a live about Hassan Campbell. It right? was a live, it was about four hours, right? And he had did a video where he had, like, pulled out this money. He kind of had, like, a mental breakdown. He started crying, right? And I had people call on the show. Um, I remember this guy he called in, and he started speaking on Hassan's kids. Immediately, I stopped. I said, oh, yo, yo, what you doing? What you doing? Yeah. We're not doing that. Right? Because, for one, I don't know the man personally. For the record, I don't know any of these individuals personally. Yeah, ditto. (laughs) So, at what point do you being a man say, you know what, let me leave the kids out of it? Because that's below the belt. You know what I mean? Whether you agree or disagree, like, certain things, we, we have to have this mentality because... People are watching, and even though you think you're getting away with something because you you, you built a following off of it, all you did was create a a community in which eventually people won't take you serious, because no matter how you look at it, a clown's going to be a clown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Point blank period. If you entertain it, then you know. You get what you get out of that. You know what I'm saying? But me personally, I don't go to these individuals seeking for any valuable information when everything is out here at our fingertips. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing but, you know, uh, praise to these brothers on their journeys because all of us are trying to find our way. You know what I mean? I just know for me, when I assess others that are older than me, right, coming from where I come from, I had individuals pull me to the side and held me to a stand. Yeah. Which once upon a time I thought I was being picked on. I was being singled out. Why are you coming at me? But for some reason, individuals knew that I had the potential to do better. You know better. You know what I mean? And even in society today, I realize that some of us are built to be leaders. Like Some people prefer to be led. You know what I mean? That's why I said if it was another life, I probably would have been like a 5% or something like that because the way that they break the science down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? it's the sheep out here and the elites who run the world and then the small individuals that, you know, help um, bring our people out of the darkness, right? Illuminate, but you know.
0: <laughs> so if our culture, let me take a step back, bro. Cause I think mm-hmm. we all came to the world and this motherfucker was what it was when we got here. Right? And we all were set up in the way we were set up for. Mm-hmm. Mamas, daddies, no mama, no daddy, whatever the fuck mm. the ingredients is, that's what we got. And we, to your point, we're doing the best that we can. The question that you asked that was ill as fuck that I wanna, I do feel bad for Hassan, bro. I don't feel bad for for Charleston. Mm-hmm. It's just something about that brother's energy, man. Like I feel, I feel like he's in pain. And if he did come to this joint, with intentions, this don't mean this nigga's perfect by the way, too, right? Like, we, we, we talking about, yeah, we talking about street niggas who had to do whatever they had to do to deal with their situations, right? So that this is before camera shit. But some of these people had to turn into things they probably didn't intend to turn into for multiple reasons. Money could be one, whatever the case may be, and then you wake up one morning and you like, oh fuck. I done made, I done did a lot of shit I probably wouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. But then you get to that point, what do you want to be remembered for? Do you think about
1: that for yourself? Yeah, um, because the, the, the more you go on this journey, you know, we all have our own individual path, Uh, The more you realize, like all this is set in stone, right? We kind of know our beginning, kind of see why, and you know what we would like our ending to be. But it's the middle that's uncertain, right? That we kind of have to carve out for ourselves. But ultimately, I think everyone has to ask themselves the question before transcending, right? Um, Have you made the world better than it was before you got here? And I think a lot of people don't really ask that, you know, themselves that question because we're just constantly consuming, 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 consuming. And um, you know, there's talks of the world, um, you know, being overpopulated, right, running out of resources. We hear all these things, but for once, then we ask ourselves, did we make our environments better? You know what I mean? Than it was before we were introduced. And to me, that's what it's all about because this is a small sample size of this timeline that we are part of. Someone is reading this book on this chapter between us right now, man. Mm. And I don't think people understand that. You know, what do you want to be remembered for? How do you want your story to be told? Most importantly, we we, we know a lot of worldly figures, controversial figures throughout history. You know what I'm saying? Some were on the right side, some was on the wrong side. But in this new age, in this new world order that we're a part of today, you know, it's like we have to push ourselves more than ever to get the results we want. And it isn't even um, something that was told to me. It's something that we kind of, we put on ourselves. You know, It's, it's, it's weird. We all like to think we're special, I would think, right? We all like to think you're the one that can change everything, right? Neo and the Matrix, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not thinking like that, is that a problem, do you think? If you don't have this certain mentality of yourself?
0: Bro. Remember that uh, the ayahuasca shit we were talking about before? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I feel like I am the most important motherfucker <laughs> on this planet Yeah. today. Mm. And tomorrow, mm. I'ma feel like I ain't, and that's just the fucking ebb and flow of it. The balance, yeah. and and it only matters because I say it matters, and I am not a. Uh... Watch the movie Interstellar.
1: It's been a while. I remember? Yeah.
0: That movie changed my whole view on immortality. In the movie, he leaves, goes off on the thing, but he left that watch. And when he was all of those years ahead, he was sitting around and thinking how he could communicate the science that she was going to need to create this ship so that they could make it past, so that they could get to the future. So he's using time to communicate and what he used was that watch. But what he really used was the love that he knew she was going to have for that motherfucking watch because it was the last thing he gave her before he left the crib. And they never saw anything. He was like, because he didn't have any other way to communicate back to her. He was like, ah, she might keep that watch, though, because that was the last thing I gave her. I know she would never give up that watch. So then I started thinking, how can I live forever? Maybe I can live forever through my love. (laughs) hmm. So Well
1: you know they say you die twice, right? The day they put you in the ground and the day that you last
0: mentioned, you know? Or that's what I thought mm-hmm. until I saw that movie. Then I realized it was the last time you felt the love that you communicated and that shit goes forever, bro. Mm-hmm and that's what i want to be remembered for in that in in in, in that way cuz what even in the work that you do you don't see all of the ways in which that shit is showing up some of it's bad by the way mm-hmm. like everything everybody motherfucking does good and bad but the good 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 shit we might see one or two degrees how this shit helps. But we don't see the four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We don't see the person that wanted to go talk to their mama who they ain't talked to in two years because they saw you talking about uh, an interview with somebody online. And then they go like none of that kind of stuff, but that doesn't mean that you weren't responsible for it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to try to, I want to create a, a ripple effect in the fabric of time Mm -hmm. that just keeps fucking going through people and being passed on to a point to where, I don't even give a fuck if you remember my name. (laughs) Remember the way I made the person feel who made you feel good. That's gonna be me too. Even if you don't know my name.
1: I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that you know kind of have contributed to that throughout time throughout history you know moved us in ways that you know the individual never imagined you know you take somebody like Tupac who died so young and you know people take his his journey his career and you know they compare it to however they see fit Mm -hmm. for your own individual journey someone so young who didn't even get a chance to fully live out his adulthood. right? Didn't even
0: do that many albums.
1: But the music that was left behind, the things that were said, the lyrics, and the reason it still resonates to this day is because society is still the same. Mm. They just smother out those who force you to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Um, But the theme of this conversation is you know, agents of chaos. But what's the opposite? You know, of chaos. Peace. So you have to figure out which one are you. I'm like both. I said, we, there you go.
0: I'm. I'm. I, I. And that's a part that you. That was awesome, by the way. <laughs> that was really fucking dope. Because in the beginning, we were talking about being. I was talking about being fair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and the only way i feel like i can be fair is by acknowledging that i am both cuz the mistake the arrogance is to think you're not mm. i think even with the best of motherfucking intentions man
1: yeah
0: there's a blind spot right. and i and i and, and and i might not be talking about chaos on these cameras but There are parts of my life that, you know, can get chaotic. And that energy that I was talking about, like, it ain't from the universal standpoint that I think you're talking about. Because I do think this is on the heels of that conversation that I had with my boy when he was talking about Larry Elder and Candace Owens are part of the solution. And what we see when we look at these people is what we see. There are going to be a lot of people who agree. There are going to be a lot of people who don't. And there are going to be a lot of people who see something different than what we see. And for them, they will be a part of the solution. And for us, they'll be a part of the chaos. And then you go back and forth with the shit, I guess, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, what what are some things that are good that chaos produces? Huh? Because believe it or not, there are a lot of things that are created and born through the chaos, right? Some of our people were born in a struggle. We talk about Tupac. That, that had to been a chaotic time to be <laughs> birthed into the world of today. Um,
0: that's a good point. I was just thinking of chaos from the negative sense. Mm-hmm.
1: But even on the positive side, you know, it, it pushes for the results that's needed. There's a certain saying where they say, uh, like, um, easy times push for, like, uh, hard men or, you know what I mean, hard men push for easy, something along those lines. But it's a cycle that happens, you know. Um, Because, again, we all know that sometimes love doesn't always, you know, get the response that you need it. Some people kind of, you know, take it for granted after a while. When you get something in abundance, you know, you don't value it as much. It's the same when we lose someone. You know,
0: when, <laughs> when you rob somebody, you don't whisper. That's a fact. So stick up, motherfucker.